Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. The idea there is Paul is proclaiming loudly and emphatically that he is an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and he's writing to those who are called holy. They're sanctified, called holy. In other words, they belong to God and God alone. Rejection. We've all felt the sting at one time or another. Did you know Paul experienced that from the Christians in Corinth? They started listening to a different teacher. Both this man and Paul were there to support them in the faith. Today, Pastor Robert shares with us the importance of discipleship and mentoring without ego. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, as he continues his message, Expectations. First Corinthians 1.1, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus. They've been set apart from the rest of the world. That's the idea of sanctification, set apart from the rest of the world in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all who in every place call on the name of the Lord Jesus or of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours, their Lord and our Lord, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, a couple of things real quickly before we get into it. One of the downsides of not reading from an actual paper Bible, like right now I'm reading from a Bible app. Most of you aren't reading from anything. I could be telling you whatever I want, and you have no idea. Listen, one of the benefits of actually reading from a paper Bible is that a lot of times you'll see little things that are in italics or there's brackets around them or something. That means they weren't in the original Greek text if we're reading New Testament. It's kind of an interpretation. And you have that in several places here. Paul called an apostle of Jesus Christ. Now, the interpretation that we were that we're given here in the New King James Version, it says Paul called to be an apostle. That's not what Paul wrote. What Paul wrote was Paul called an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. And Sosthenes, the brother, not our brother, the brother, definite article, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called Saints Again, that to be should be in italics. It's not in the original text. It's the idea there is 
Paul is proclaiming loudly and emphatically that he is an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and he's writing to those who are called holy. They're sanctified, called holy. In other words, they belong to God and God alone. Professor Gordon Fee, he's retired now, an assembly of God, professor of theology. I didn't realize until recently, I'd read some of his work, but didn't realize he, he's actually like a Pentecostal theologian. In other words, he, you know, Pentecostal means there's a, you know, kind of a focus on Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of believers that he didn't stop doing anything he's ever done in the past. You know, his, the power of the Holy Spirit is still at work. Dr. Fee, I mean, he has a, an interesting perspective on the book of First Corinthians. He suggests that, that a large number of the Corinthian Christians had turned against Paul. Paul planted the church. Paul led these people to Christ. He started the whole thing. But a lot of them, a lot of them apparently, you know, Dr. Fee suggests they, they've now, they've now turned against him. They, and, and it seems to have begun when they got really impressed with Apollos. Because Paul will talk about that later. And it's like they, they came to this mistaken conclusion that they needed to reject Paul in order to appreciate and embrace the teaching of Apollos. I want you to maybe contemplate that a little bit as you go home, you know, digest that one a little bit, because that wasn't what God intended at all. God was giving to the church at Corinth both the Apostle Paul and this apparently really gifted, eloquent, wise teacher, Apollos. But all of a sudden, these factions have developed. It's like there was a denominational split in Corinth because they thought, well, this guy's really eloquent, and he's, he's really sharp, and he's charismatic, he's fun. Whereas Paul, I mean, he's just this little goofy, short, blind guy. And they began to ridicule Paul while elevating Apollos. Dr. Fee gives a bunch of reasons for his conclusion, pointing first to this opening greeting, which follows a normal formula, you know, like, dear John, well, there was a formula in the letters of the ancient Roman world and kind of follows the formula, except for that uncharacteristic emphasis on his calling. And he goes back to it time and again. He, he goes back to this reassertion of his God-given authority where the Corinthians are concerned. He even reminds them in 1 Corinthians 4, 14, he says, I don't write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. You see, it, it seems like there's this faction within the church in Corinth who decided that they had become more spiritual, more mature. They had received from the Holy Spirit more wisdom, more anointing, whatever, than their spiritual father. So they had outgrown their spiritual father, their father in the faith. And so the Apostle Paul comes back over and over and over. Now, I've come to view this because it seems to be an extremely common phenomenon. I've come to view it as spiritual adolescence. You know, the person becomes a, a spiritual teenager after a few years. You know, you reach that teenager. It seems like most teenagers reach a point where they conclude they know more than their parents. 
Mark Twain talked about it. You've probably read the quote. When he was 17, he was amazed at how stupid his father was. And then when he was 21, he was astonished at how much his dad had learned in the last four years. What Dr. Fee says is that that's kind of what's going on in 1 Corinthians. It's something that happens often in the life of a Christian. It seems to me that almost every Christian goes through this process, reaching a point where as they've, you know, they get excited about their faith and they're just fired up and pressing in and, and studying and reading and, and they reach a point where because of their passion, because of their enthusiasm, because of their zeal, because of all that they've learned. And, and I must have heard this a thousand times, you know, God just seems to be maturing me quickly. No, because it doesn't work that way. You may learn a lot in a short period of time, but that's not the same as maturity. It's like I was having a conversation with a young pastor that I mentor, and we were talking about the discipleship process. And I said, you know, discipleship is not the impartation of knowledge, something that, you know, just recently was driven home to me once again. And discipleship is the sharing of lives. It's when someone who is living out their faith to the best of their ability, and they take someone with them in that process. And they model Christ-like living. They model. And nobody's going to do it perfectly. And see, it takes time. And what happens, what happens with a spiritual adolescent is they jump ship, right? They come to the conclusion, listen, I mean, I really thought this guy was the real deal, but I'm just now I'm thinking he's just lazy or an idiot or whatever, you know, because the enemy helps. The accuser of the brethren helps us to criticize other brothers and especially our mentors. I remember when I began to notice, (laughs) I look back at it and I think I was such an idiot. My mentor, this wonderful godly man, he's still my mentor, maybe even more so now in some ways than he was back then. But I remember he, he was sharing in a church and I said to him, bro, you got to work on that because it, it just comes off like canned. Well, it did to me because I was hearing him, you know, share the same message repeatedly. glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from the book of 1 Corinthians, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. 
Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. Come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study, or join us online as we live stream. You'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach in the About tab on our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all the time we have for today, but please join us again next time right here on Main Thing Radio. 